Welcome to Life in the Music Business, a masterclass with Professor Pooch and your host, Bass Face. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Life in the Music Business. Here at Life in the Music Business, we are all about self-empowerment for the music business entrepreneurs. And uh, today I'm here with Pooch, as always. Hey, how's everybody doing? You know, another crazy day in the neighborhood, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, actually, when you're stuck in the house, you know, you know, it's funny, you know, it came up today. Uh, we've talked a lot about people keeping their careers going through a virus or sometime when they have to. God, look at Texas. Uh, we're shooting this show when Texas has no power, no water that's drinkable and things like this. But we're always talking about our careers, but there's another very important aspect of the virus thing that does affect your careers, and that's your life. And I, I was thinking, you know, through all these periods of time, and I've run into a lot of situations, I had even posted on Facebook at one point in time, I said, you know, it's days like these, something like this, it's days like these that whoever you have to be close to a lot, like a roommate or a lover or whatever, that they're also your best friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's It goes from a lot of different angles. And uh, I mean, I, well, I can talk hours on that thing, but to tie it with your career is that uh, I'm, I've gone through this a lot in my books and stuff. But when you're getting band members, you, you're inviting somebody to work with you about, you know, really checking them out. And I, one of the things I usually say is, well, make sure they have a sense of humor, too. Because, I mean, I remember the days, and I'm sure it still happens, where a band owns a house or will they rent a house or whatever. They have a house because then they can practice there and they all live there. Well, now they're all stuck in the same place, at, you know, at the same time and have to get along with each other without kicking everybody out of the band, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, personalities clash and you got to make sure that you can work with somebody. I mean, that's a huge, huge thing for me when, when it comes to collaborating with people is whether or not we can work well with each other because some ah. people are super talented, but you just can't be in the same room with them, you know? I, boy, you brought up a thing that I just think of. One of the things is when I say when you're choosing a studio, there's two things, you know, that are the most important. Can they give you what you need to do? Can they, you know, accomplish what you want to do? And B, and just as importantly, how does the room feel? <laughs> Which means are the people or people you're going to really be able to get along with and make it a great session or, you know, if the feeling, I mean, I've been in sessions where there's been problems within the band and this to that and stuff like that. And what a mess. Yeah. Uh, the vibe is know, huge. This stuff sounded dead. It was like they weren't into it and I've never seen them like this, you know, in this particular session. Wow. That's it's not good. That's never good for a creative artist. You know, they, I, I feel like it's very important for them to feel comfortable, to be able to let loose. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to create as best as they could anywhere else. Well, yeah. And I mean, 
I thought of this through the years, you know, about, you know, like in the book I said, about, you know, really making sure you can get along with people and stuff like that. And here you have with this virus where you have to be, <laughs> whoever you're ever close to, whether it's a co-worker, a musician, uh, my ex-wife was a uh, songwriter and <laughs> we're, we work very well together, just not in the same property, <laughs> okay? <laughs> But uh, yeah, I would just, okay. But uh, yeah, and I was thinking because my, you know, my present wife, you know, second one, uh, got right the second time, you know, lets me be me and we can get along. We've lived in the same house through this whole virus and basically stuck in here and we're fine. You know, it, it's allowing the other person to breathe, you know. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I know I know that especially young couples, they always want to spend their time with each other all day, every day. And then over time it, it starts to that starts to deteriorate the 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 relationship between the two of them because they're around each other all the time, breathing each other down each other's necks as opposed to just like living their own lives and then being together, you know, like two halves don't make a whole, as they always say two holes make a hole which meaning that if you only half love yourself you can't fully love somebody else you have to love who you are be comfortable in your own shoes to be able to 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 give that forward to your significant other yeah and the and then think of the i've always equated like if you're living with people you work with and stuff i mean it becomes like a family like a marriage and and it's getting along with these things well Here's something that I found is the best, one of the most important things to do to keep relationships and everything in a household and a working relationship and whatever. And that is, it's got to be a rule. <laughs> and I'm not usually for rules, but this has got to be a rule. If anyone who's in this situation, this team project, house, whatever situation, is upset about something that has to do with someone else in the band or the band itself. They must speak up immediately. And see, we're creative people. Yes. And we can make things after weeks and weeks the person's going to be so upset and they'll forget even what they were originally upset about yeah. because we're creative entities, you know? <laughs> so my, my number one rule is, you know, if there's a problem, please tell me what it is before, like they say, don't make mountains out of molehills or whatever that cliche is or something. I don't know. But yeah. it's, I find that's an important thing. And I think that it's, it's also important to note it's, you got to be aware of of person everybody's personality because it's sometimes not what you're saying like you may be coming from a great place but how you were saying it, it just came off in the wrong way and and that person got offended and then caused a whole big fight but you you have to really consider who you're speaking to and kind of cater it towards that person because everybody perceives things differently you may have cracked a joke that seemed like nothing to you but to that person they felt like you were really coming at them and and you could really damage relationships like that so you have to really be careful and, and really be able to read people and especially in these times where 
you know, you got to be careful whatever you say to anybody about anything. It, I mean, it's getting really tough out there, you know, because yeah, yeah. what works with what, I mean, one of the ways I learned in a funny way was many years ago, <clears throat> somebody wanted to turn my book, my, my first book into Spanish. And I found out something very strange. You can't just turn it into Spanish. You have to have somebody from different Spanish areas check it out because what means one thing to somebody in Puerto Rico means something totally different in Mexico. And what might sound like slang or whatever that's okay in one of them, but in the other one, it's a disaster. You know what I mean? So you have to have somebody that's really... To put it mildly, it, all right, I, I'll tell a story because it's so long ago and uh, it, it's real people. When the cream, that's Clapton, Bruce, you know, et cetera, come into Philadelphia, this is God, it's 68 or 69, I don't know. But these are English people. They speak English. Americans speak English. But God, when they talked, I had to go down and get the the rest of the equipment. Uh, I was helping out from the side. I'm not going to get into all that. But um, we uh, went down to the Philadelphia airport, and I needed to give this <laughs> their driver, who was used to driving beer trucks, and he was having a ball trying to <laughs> knock people into the expressway rails. I mean, it was really strange. But the point is, I couldn't understand one word he was saying. I would ask him to repeat his sentence like five times. I saw no idea what he was saying. <laughs> and it was English, but it was such an accent. I mean, oh my God, you know, but uh. yeah, it can be, it can be tough. It can be tough. But the one thing I find interesting actually is like, no matter where you are from around the world, unless you legit are, cannot speak English at all. Like no matter what, like if you have an accent, when you sing, you don't, the accent doesn't translate. It's, it's so interesting. I, I, yeah, it's very true. Or people that lisp. When they sing, they don't lisp. Yeah, believe it or not, I had a. This is actually this is a side note. I had a buddy that had a like, um, he had a stutter, but for some reason, when he was yeah, in stutter, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, when he had when he had a stutter, he he was he had like some something happened to him when he was a kid, but when he um when he was intoxicated, like he, no, normally he would be stuttering normal, like all the time, but I would finish his sentences for him. <laughs> but then when it, when he was intoxicated, his stutter would go away and he'd be talking normal and we, we would be intoxicated. So we wouldn't even notice that this was happening, but That's it was like right. the, uh, the strangest thing ever. I don't, I guess it was like a neurological thing or something. Like for some reason, you just, it just, you know, you know, you know what it's yeah. the funny thing about that and everything else we've talked about, tonight so far all fits under one word <laughs> it's called communication <laughs> and how people communicate and taking you know it's like i say you know yeah say something to somebody but it's not what you say it's how you say it it's and communication i've seen so many projects i've brought this up before but it's important 
I've seen so many projects and bands and everything else, you know, totally get torn apart by non-communication. Remember I said, speak, you know, as soon as the problem, speak up. Non-communication, miscommunication, uh, whatever kind of communication. It's just super important with getting along with people, and especially with the virus where you're stuck inside, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and this is actually an interesting thing to bring up, too, is that, like, I notice nowadays that because everything is is in video form and that's the majority of the content that people consume on a daily basis, the art of reading is almost, like, diminished. Like, people don't pick up books and read anymore. And, or if they're watching a video, it has subtitles, so they don't even have to be listening. They could just watch it. And it's, like... It's, it's just so crazy how the times are changing in that way. But I still feel that reading uh, helps communication and it helps build your communication skills to be able to interact with other people. Because, I mean, that is, that's like a human uh, – uh, that, that type of interaction is just like not necessarily something that could be, you know what I mean, given to you. It's kind of something you have to learn and, and understand, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean – it's funny, you know, I figured I, I wasn't even going to put my books and courses on Amazon. You know, I, you know, I just, I do my PDFs if they want my books and audio. But I put Amazon because people, there are people that need to hold something in their hands and read it. Yes. I'm you one know, of those people sometimes. It, it really depends for me, but especially with your books and courses, I, I loved having the hard copy because... I could hold it in my hand. I could highlight it. I could go through and different stuff. Sometimes and that's a good point. Highlighting. Yeah, you know, like taking notes and that type of stuff. I'm I'm the type of person where like, whether no matter how technologically advanced I am, which I'm pretty advanced, but I still am the type of person to love a pen and a pad. You know, like I write my thoughts down on a with a with a pen on a piece of paper because that's just what I enjoy. That that's hey. my medium when it, when I need to write a song or anything along those lines. And then when when they say you know, to, you know the best way to remember something is not to type it in, but to write it. Actually, go through letter by letter, writing it. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's. I find I find for me at least too, it helps a lot because when I have certain things that I need to write down, like that I need to get out of my head, writing it down and I almost say it out loud at the same time in, in like by accident. That's just kind of how I train myself. But it's almost like writing it down one that helps me like like put it into existence. You know what I mean? Like it, it's in physical form. I can hold it. I could look at it. But at the same time, it's also like. Uh, it, it, it just helps me get that thing out of me that I was trying to say or trying to trying to do like all my tasks and, and things I have to get done. I know I have a calendar on my phone, but there's just, there's nothing like writing on a piece of paper that just, it just it's does quick. it for me. It's quick. The pen, paper, just, you know, you don't have to go to a certain page and, and all this kinds of stuff. Yeah. Believe me, I understand. I, I do the same thing. I make notes. My problem is my lists have lists have lists. Have. Yeah, that's that's the other thing too. <laughs> we we have so much information nowadays that like it's it's impossible to to go through. I mean, think about it. I just bought a 14 terabyte hard drive a couple of weeks back, and we had a one of our episodes. We talked about how you had a a hard drive that was seven. I think it was seven. Was mega- 20. My first hard drive was 20 megabytes. Yeah, okay. 20 <laughs> megabytes. I mean, the logo I just made, I had, um, I made for my studio, 
is was like five megabytes. So I mean, if you put that in perspective, it's like wow, it's it's incredible. So it's like if you think about it, like we are we're almost like data hoarders, and it's like when are we actually gonna ever go back and like look through a hundred terabytes or ten terabytes of information in twenty years from now? You know. Uh, yeah, I got way, way, way too many duplicates on the cloud. But now you know why the cloud is a good business model. Yes. <laughs> the Dropbox is up because they'll give you some for free, but they know you're going to need more room because, God, I mean, think of just our episodes that we've shot in good. HD. Oh, you know, man. We, I'm, I can, I can specifically tell you, I mean, we probably have at least a hundred between, I would say between a hundred to like probably 300 gig of just information in the last 35 episodes that we released. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. And with all the side stuff we do, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, That's what I'm saying. and now, and think of me, I'm working with you on this today. All my client stuff is also their songs, their videos. It's all backed up, you know. And boy, of course, there's going to be a time I'm going to need more space or I'm got to spend the time to get rid of all the junk that I don't need anymore. Yeah, that's going to... Duplicates, I mean, duplicates. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably going to be a good business model for the next 10 to 20 years. Like, people are specifically hired to, like, clean up all the information that you don't need. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's like going through a car yeah. wash. There are programs that will take care of redundancy and stuff like that, but I am afraid that they're going to make a mistake along the way and take out something. Maybe they think it's a duplicate, but it might be a little changes or whatever that still shows the same parameters or whatever. Same size. I mean, it's, there's only so many things they can go by. They're not actually going to go into each file and, you know, look through it. I mean, like you said, if you have a couple of sentences that are different in one or like you have the same name as something like for some reason with some of the files that I mean, for some of the stuff we've done for the shows and the artworks and stuff I've done for myself and the lot of stuff I have going on, I'll have duplicate names, but like the one picture is like corrupted or the video is corrupted and the yeah. other one is the real one. And it's like they're in two yeah. different folders and yeah. they pick the wrong one, then, you know, <laughs> it reminds me when I first started getting good to computers where I was around other people with computers was when I was teaching. And this goes back to the late 1990s, early 2000. And everybody would name their file untitled. Now, you can only have untitled one, untitled 10. You have no idea what it is. Yeah, That's why know. I've learned to become more and more specific. So I, because just as the truth, they were doing a virus scan of something like three years ago on my tower. And I had 375,000 files on my, in my computer. Now I have a couple wow. drives, yeah. but I mean, that's insanity. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine how much I can fit on this 14 terabyte hard drive. I mean, before, yeah, oh, I could live in there <laughs> before, before I had this 14 before oh, I'm just checking my volume level here. Uh, before I had this 14 terabyte hard drive with all the hard drives I had combined, I had about 12 to 14 terabytes, which is 14,000 gig. So then Ooh. now I duplicated that because I'm using this as a backup to all my other hard drives. So you're looking at almost 30 gig 
or 30 terabytes, 30,000 gig of space. And I'd be honest. And people will say, what is spend all that money? And I'll tell them because there'll be the time where something happens and you lose. God, I've seen people lose whole finished albums. Whole. I can only imagine albums. how horrible that feels. That's like that's probably the worst feeling on earth i don't think it gets worse than that because it's like something you it's like your child it's like losing your child yes. like i was thinking the same exact thing you know you know i, I tell people you know why are you sitting on the songs and stuff like that so, so yeah they're your children you know but there's a time for them to grow up and go out on their own but yeah it, you know i i think songs are, are your children yeah, yeah, they are, and that's how I treat them too. But sometimes you can't do that because then you hold on to them forever, and you you pretend like you're gonna live forever, like I do, and I, I'm hoarding songs. Like if <laughs> when I get, one day when I get a manager, I swear they're gonna they're gonna do. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the old cartoon from back in the day, El Cabong, the the donkey <laughs> with the he had a guitar and he would come through and be like El Cabong and bang you over the head with his guitar. <laughs> that was he was like a superhero, but like I feel like that's that's what my manager is going to do to me. He's going to come through, pick up my guitar and bang me over the head with it because of how many songs I've sat on for the last, who knows, five, five, seven years. That's one of the things they say even about money or about songs or whatever. You can't take it with you, no. you know, so <laughs> do something with them, you know, they're just taking up space. Yeah, especially if I don't leave it. Like if something were to ever happen to me and like I didn't leave my passwords behind, like, Good oh, into my stuff, you know. I, that, I mean, when I crashed my car a few weeks back, I was thinking about that. I was like, whoa. Like, my dad had brought it up to me, like, uh, make sure you make your phone password, like, something that we know so that, like, if anything were to happen, and I was thinking about it, I was like, damn, he, he, he's got a point here. Like, I got to I gotta write this no, down. Safe. Yeah, I mean, oh, and then there's the people that their password is password. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and oh man oh i i was on facebook today and somebody sent me this musical thing or whatever i said something seemed odd because they didn't oh i think you'll like this it was something like that but it was from somebody i don't usually talk to and this happens a lot you know never click on that kinds of stuff you know it's hacking you know there's a lot of hackers and i checked and somebody hacked because i saw the end of the url said dot ru which I believe is Russia or, you know, one of those kinds of things. And uh, where to, are we? Yeah. You, yeah. You have to be careful with that. I mean, the, you, I get spam emails all the time and you could fall into that stuff. I've seen people lose, I mean, 50 to a hundred thousand dollars. Like I know some older people that are not savvy with the computer, like you are pooch. And <laughs> they, they were like, Oh, uh, log us into your bank account and this and that. And then before you know it, they, the lady couldn't even pay for her mortgage anymore because she was literally. Uh, there's way, 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 way too many stories about that. It's scamming, I'm, man. It's very, very, yeah, you got to be careful about that type of stuff. You got to, I mean, this is a good segue into it. It's like kind of like make sure your passwords are secure and that yeah. you're not just making them stupid stuff and easily hackable for people because somebody gets into your information and they log you out. I've seen it happen where people. Oh yeah, they really dug themselves in some deep, deep doo doo because the, the oh, this yeah. person got into their information and you know took everything. Oh, 
All right, let's get off (laughs) that. But yeah, just folks, you know, with tying up what we were talking about, basically, though, it's all about communication and, you know, and let people, yeah, somebody should know the passwords, somebody, you know, that you trust to have your passwords, but yeah. Um, uh, how we were talking about working with other people. I think collaboration is a huge thing that I don't think we talk, we really got a chance to touch on on what it's like to work with somebody else, whether that be a songwriter or a producer or, I mean, in this case, I think that we it would be uh, ideal to stick with a songwriter or somebody that's like, if you're an artist working with another artist, like what to be looking for. Uh- yeah, in general, yeah, yeah, you're on a good point right there with the songwriting. Yes, because that comes up the most, with especially with like hip hop and things like that, because people are collaborating and stuff like that. But the overall thing with it, and I lost my train of thought. Give me a split second here. Ah, uh, what were we just talking about? Bring me back a sentence. Oh, we were, we were just talking about collaborating with people. Oh, yeah, collaborating. The one thing with, with collaboration, though, no matter what kind of collaboration, we're going to zero in on what Baseface was pointing to, no matter what kind of collaboration, that before you start working with somebody, have some form of an agreement, you know, written out, and there's a lot of advantages of working with other people, you know, like, and especially like, you know, it comes up a lot, like Baseface was saying with the, uh, you know, songwriters working together or songwriter and producer who could be the songwriter also. It's just, my first thing is I have to do the business protection thing, but yeah, I have a piece of paper or some kind of a collaborator's agreement or whatever is being decided, you can start with the split sheet. People know I hate split sheets because they don't give you enough information. But, you know, you can start with it, but it should have in there that this will be expanded upon, you know. But, yeah, everybody should know what they're getting into. So, you know, there's been too many people screw other people in collaboration things and indirectly too i mean like i've i've run into some instances recently where it's like i've collaborated with a person like say i believed in somebody right just give this as an example i believe in somebody and it was like uh they're like a group or whatever and i believe in them so much that i'm i'm willing to cut the upfront cost of the production but i'm looking for more points on the back end and when i did all the work for them and everything they ended up just releasing the song without letting me know and, and not having any well, of the see, care of. and That's why there would be a communication clause in the agreement between you and them that if they were doing anything regarding that, you would be notified. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's something that's just like a it's like a, it's like, it's almost like a moral right. It's like I'm you know what I mean like that's that's well, part, the problem that's, is yeah it's a moral right yeah yeah it, that's like that's like part of the communication or part of the collaboration. Exactly. It's, it's like communication. Yeah, it's like when you're when you're working with somebody like there's a level of professionalism you should always keep. You know what I mean the, especially in the industry like the the more professional you are the more that likely that people are going to come back and work with you again if they had a good experience with you. But if you're not if you're letting the like right off from from the beginning the first time you work with them, you're kind of just blowing them off and you're just making all the decisions yourself because you feel you have the power but 
the other people that you worked with own part of that song like how can you even go in and and make any decisions without that person's like like yeah uh, i mean i i don't it doesn't make sense yeah first of all that's why before i want to work with somebody i have to just sit with them and see who they are as a person am i going to be able to work with this person you know you don't know somebody until you talk with them for a while you know uh yeah, it's interesting, but I mean, that kind of goes into the split sheets too. A lot of people are always like, oh, let's make sure the split sheet's right. But people don't realize that the split sheet doesn't really protect anything. It's just kind of like acknowledging that everybody in the room understands what they are, what have contributed to the song and and that type of stuff. But I like the way that you have your split sheet, Poots, where it's a little bit more detailed, where it actually is... A, it, it's actually it's within a contract. <laughs> it's actually enforceable as opposed to just a piece of paper that says, oh, well, the split sheet says this. Well, the split sheet doesn't say how you're going to get paid and who's going to pay you and when they're going to pay you. So, And can I check the books? Is my name going to show up? Uh, I mean, we put on a list up? of what's missing in split sheets. That's why I put them within, like in your case that you brought up, like this, to, let's say songwriters splitting songwriting or whatever. It, it'll be within there, like a, I always use it as a Schedule A. Yeah, this is something for people to know. You can, so people say, I don't want to keep giving the same contract up and back to the same person. For, you don't have to. You could have a contract and then what is known as a Schedule A attached, and you list all the songs you've worked with, you know, and the splits on there within the contract, okay? Uh, and then if you do any more, you just write it in, both sides initial it, and it's legal. So, uh, you know, th there's a lot of ways to, to solve these different issues, but, man, it's getting along with people. We're back to the very same thing we started out the 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 uh, whole show over. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. This and communication I mean, is just... And, and, it's, and it also goes into professionalism, too. I mean, you have to... Yes. You you can't just be out here and just treat it like... like uh, You can't just treat people in, not properly or professionally and then just expect them not to go and tell everybody else. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, you, like we always say that your name is the most important thing that you have in this industry. So it's like... You should be protecting that almost like you protect your credit score. How well, you? I always put a secrecy clause that, that people that you're working with. It's always somewhere's in there. You can't talk about the other person and their contacts and things like that. Yeah, it's important. I mean, very, very important. I, I've, I've always been able to keep that level of professionalism. That's why I'm able to get more clients. They, believe it or not, a lot of my clients nowadays are reoccurring clients that I've worked with previously in history. And that's great. That's that, that's the key. I yeah. mean, I like what you do, and I like yeah. working with you. That's see, it's really important, you know, that the people can, you know, always feel that way that they can come back to you. Yeah, you know? I don't like to burn bridges. So when it comes to certain things, like I have, I've had clients right that have come to me to mix or whatever, and then they just disappeared and they started working with somebody else, and or they had told me beforehand. Uh, I've had some people tell me, "Hey, listen, I'm going to go work with this person," and you know what? I'm like, "Hey, you know what? That's awesome. I'm glad that you're going and exploring and being able to learn more about what you want to 
to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Like I've never, I've never yelled at anybody because they said that they don't, they want to go work with somebody else. I've openly let them go and work with that other person. And believe it or not, nine times out of 10, those people end up coming back to me later on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Quality speaks, but uh, yeah, well, it goes back to when you said like, and you're, you're right. Uh, we're talking about communication, but also, like you said, what's really important is being professional. And God, I went years trying to figure out how do you define professional? Because usually people say professional, amateur, one makes money, one doesn't make money. But the word I keep coming back to for a definition of being professional is respect. Respect for your art. Respect for yourself respect for everyone else like you said don't burn bridges oh boy yeah i think i think personally and from my opinion i think that um uh what was it professionalism kind of embodies like three things it embodies the respect the morals and uh ethicalism if that's even a word like (laughs) ethicality (laughs) ethically right i'm not an english major i'm not supposed to know that but i mean there you go i love making up words yeah but me too uh that's but that's i think those things are important because like i think that being professional means that you are respecting your time you're respecting other people's time but at the same time you are doing things that morally that that go with your morals and not against your morals like trying to screw people over and ethically you're not uh, skimming money off the top while nobody else is looking in and that type of stuff you know and to me, that's another form of, you know, my one curse word is abuse. You know, you're abusing people and and it's just, nah. Yeah. You know, people ask, well, what religion are you? You know, to me, and I just say, my religion is very simple. I want to go to my grave knowing I never purposely hurt anyone. Yes. That's my religion. <laughs> Everything else, man. I'm the boss. I could do whatever I want, you know, be as nuts as I want to be, be as creative or use my imagination in any direction as long as I'm not hurting someone else. But that's your respect again, your profession, being professional to people. Yeah, that's an important thing, especially in this industry. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many people that that, that say that they're ethical and they they go by their mor- morals and all this stuff, but when you catch them behind closed doors when they're by themselves, they're plotting and doing this that and doing this and that and that's really that's really what defines you like if you were to if, what you do behind closed door when nobody's looking is really what what defines you i feel like because it's like it's <laughs> interesting you know like if you're if you like if i were to like for instance like if some say just say i stumbled across a, a, a like a hundred thousand dollars or or a, a, a rare diamond or something like that. Like, obviously, you're, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, my God, I just came up on all this stuff. Nobody's ever going to know. But you don't, like, what? You're going to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to know. But what What if it was like that was, <laughs> like, you tried to go take that and it was planted there to see if you would take it or not? You know what I'm saying? That's how I kind of oh, see Oh, boy, it. that's being creative. <laughs> that's using your imagination. But, yeah, you're right. It could be. 
It could be. So I always, I always, everything, anything's I, possible. Everything I do, I always, I always try to do it. Even if I'm by myself, I'm, I, I think of it as if somebody else is in the room watching me. Like, what would I do if my oh, boss was in the room while Wee. I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, if I was sitting, like, say, yeah, I'll, but, but don't, don't get, don't, it, it's good to think that way, but don't drive yourself crazy thinking no. that way. Yeah, Just obviously, there's, there's, way. The, there's levels to everything, you know, but yeah, the levels I of mean, severity, but <laughs> no, I mean, just look, if you're going to be that way, you don't even have to think about it. You're just going to be that way. Yeah. I mean, when I started off as an intern, right? Like, I feel like the reason that I was able to get ahead is because when everybody would leave and I was sitting there cleaning the studio, like it would be like, oh, nobody's here. So nobody's going to notice if I did this or did that. But I'm like, if my boss was in the room right now and sitting there watching me, would I skip or cut corners? No. That's interesting. You know, so if I'm if I if I wouldn't cut corners when they're in the room, why would I cut corners when they're not in the room? That it almost makes me it makes me feel better knowing that I went the extra mile to get that job done because when somebody it's a, comes it's, in, it's accomplishment, man. There's nothing like I I I always feel. I know myself how good of a day I had as by a certain way I feel. And that certain way of I feel is because I actually feel like I accomplished something <laughs> that day, you know, and, you know, you know, make each moment special because it's, you know, who knows what's going to happen in this world. Yeah. Like, just like anything's possible. I don't believe there's such a thing as impossible. We just don't understand it yet. You know, kinds of things. Even the word impossible has the word possible in it. So, <laughs> yeah. well, if it's, or take it another way, I'm possible. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's, there's really no limitations. Anything is possible. That's why I just don't understand. With, I've worked with people before where it's like, I'll come up with the craziest idea. Like I, we, like, you know how I am where me, you and I are both Aries. Like I shoot for the absolute stars, like as far as you could reach, that's like my goal, you know? And that way, if I, if I, if I don't reach that, then I'm still, I'm still way farther than I would have if I just settled for something that was comfortable or easy for me to reach for. As you remember in uh, in my uh, book, God didn't create alarm clocks. The very first saying I put, uh, you know, I said, you know, yeah, reach out to the stars, but keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> yeah, in other words, reach for the stars with your creativity, but keep your feet on the ground with the business, and nobody's walking off with your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, it's, it's like, like, um, I've worked with people before, right, where like. As soon as as soon as you say something that just doesn't make like it, it may not make sense at this moment or like my goal may be so crazy that you're like this kid's out of his mind and they automatically are like no no that's not possible that's not possible blah 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 and it's like whoa no if you think about it, it anything is possible so that, that's that's I'm always optimistic even when people uh, hate me sometimes for how optimistic I am but I find that it's oh it drives people crazy I'm it, a, I'm an optimistic person too it drives people crazy crazy yeah believe me i yeah, lost a lot of friends people, over it too believe it or not yeah some people they want you to feel as bad as they do you know yeah, well, yeah they, they always try to complain and bring you down and it's like yeah i could sit there and complain with you and you could sit here and complain and i could agree with you or you could suck it up and realize you're a grown-up and that what has happened to you doesn't define you it's just something that happened to you so like 
you can either choose to sit there and dwell on it or you can move on and grow from it and learn the lesson that was meant to be learned. There you go. You know? But, yeah, I mean, we cover, we cover a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, this oh, yeah, really and, and it's all ties to communication. It, it's just yeah. really weird. It's all tied together, you know, this shows you me kind of like, you know, you know, the importance of communication and whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just ties things with being professional and... and yeah, especially in, especially in a world now where you cannot really communicate the way that we are exactly. used to because of the right. virus and having to wear a mask and you can only see people's eyes and everybody's kind of just scared to be next to each other as opposed to couple of years ago when it was like everything was normal you know so it's like this is important just a reminder for everybody just in case that like you lost touch with reality that <laughs> communication is huge and don't don't under undervalue it at all but underrate it because it once every, everything is going to come back to 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 a new a new normal but we're going to be able to to have some familiar some familiar things that we used to do come back to life and well yeah it'll just be a little different but yeah, yeah uh but the thing is yeah with the communication you want you know really sane communication i i don't you know just it's how you communicate it's what you say you know things like that there you and go. i i'm sure we're over time so uh anything else base face oh i mean again thank you all for uh, tuning in to the show um liking subscribing sharing uh we have a lot of stuff on the way and a lot of great content on the way so just stay tuned for the next episode and don't forget to tell your friends and family life in the music business is the way to go hello everybody goodbye everybody take care Thanks for watching. Tune in for the next episode.